0: and 35-year radio veteran, book publisher, and vehicular village idiot, Mark Catfish-Groves. Let's rev up the conversation. Time for Driven Radio Show.
1: Hey, car fans! Welcome back to Driven Radio, your weekly automotive happy hour. I am Brett Hatfield here with our engineer and co-host, Mr. Mark Groves, yo, and Mr. Corey Pratt of Craving Cars on YouTube. Hey, we are coming to you from the broiler hot Driven oh, Radio studios, God is stupid, in sizzling Overland Park, Kansas, also known as Satan's Front Porch. <laughs>
0: It's, what Sounds happened? Like what a, the hell happened to June? That sound like
1: come a back, June. We June? miss you. We don't get June anymore. Wasn't there Wait. supposed
0: to be? Didn't June used to be like the eighty, eighty-five degree
1: month? It used to be, but uh. the last few years, June is lava hot. July is cutting torch hot, <laughs> and then we get August is kind of mild and nice, and then we get a little bit of weird fake summer in the middle of September, and then we'll have a pretty nice fall up till January, and then starting like. Two days after Christmas, we'll get ice storms, craptastic weather that lasts through March, and then we get a little abbreviated fall spring in April and part of May, and then Mm -hmm. we're right back to lava hot.
2: We we don't really have a four season uh, place here. This is a three and a suggestive.
1: Yeah. Well, there's <laughs> there's a hint of spring. We get yep. a little bit of it. Yeah, it's like it's yeah. like
2: hey, it's spring, kidding? <laughs> yeah, season ish. We get,
1: we get yeah. a, a few we, we get a few weeks of seventy degree stuff, and you're like, spring is so nice. And then lava rolls down your street.
0: Yeah, yeah. that was crazy this year. And I'm just I'm I'm done. Here's with that.
1: <laughs> here's a weird thing. Uh, s- uh, Friday supposed to be ninety five freaking degrees. Saturday supposed to be ninety six freaking degrees. Sunday eighty three. Just eighty three. Just yeah. yeah give me a minute. I'll go back up to ninety. Monday sure. seventy eight. Now you know that means Sunday that
0: will be what? Wait, seventy eight on Monday. And it'll probably end up being really windy on Sunday. S- we're going to be underwater. Sunday eighty three. Maybe so.
1: Wind Monday seventy eight. Uh, Tuesday, Shiva, the god of wrath, shows <laughs> up. And- Tears the arms off all of us.
2: Welcome to the Driven Radio Show Weather Forecast. <laughs> you forgot to scrub
1: your third eye. Guess what?
2: Shank. <laughs>
1: you can find us online at drivenradio Show.com and read the Driven.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. How do you like that really smooth segue there?
0: That was, that was sweet.
1: Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Driven Radio Show and listen everywhere fine podcasts are heard. If you like what you're hearing, leave us a positive review. A positive. Review on your favorite <laughs> podcast platform and be sure to tell all your gearhead friends if there's something you'd like to hear more of, or if you have an interesting story, for the love of God, tell us. Send your emails to Brett at com Okay, guys, it has been just hotter than hot, but I'm hoping you got some stuff squeezed in anyway. What'd you do with cars this week, Corey?
2: I did manage to go to my first Cars and Coffee of the Year.
1: Uh, is this one, was this down at the garage?
2: This was not nah, at the museum. Okay. So this was their 14th year anniversary being in that, uh, location. Well, they I think 14 years. They're 14. I mean, yeah, apparently so. 14 years. Oh wow. Um, I really wouldn't have um, guessed that. So with that. that said, they made it a big model T day. I mean, there was like the most model oh, T's right. I've ever seen in one place in my life. Cool. And I would say there was probably 15 of them. And none
1: of those T owners gave a crap about Porsches, did they?
2: <laughs> uh, didn't really bring it up. Double, a yeah. Model P. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um I decided to go to it. It does, you know what, it starts at like eight in the morning. I'm like, you know what? It can't be that bad eight in the morning. Eight thirty rolls by. <sighs> just rolling down my face, just sweat already. And just, just, like, oh my well, like yeah. I got to enjoy
1: it for twenty minutes. No point in even taking a shower.
2: Yeah, there was another show I went to a uh afterwards the, the Mustang Club does their annual show as well. So they had it afterwards. I went to that. I stayed 15 minutes. and went home. Oh, I wow. said, wow. "I said, you know what? You had this in a blacktop parking lot with no shade. I'm leaving."
0: <gasps> yeah, that's a cooker. That's yeah. that's poor planning. Good thing I All didn't have a car around. there. <laughs> just but kind of
1: melt into the pavement. Then again, I
2: don't own a Ford, so I don't have a car to take there. But other than that, it was a uh, it was good. It was good just to kind of get the the car
1: out. Yeah, yeah. I, I have not been getting it out as much. Like yeah, me. I'm so. guessing you drove home with the AC on. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Mr. Mark, you know,
2: there's like 87 settings of the fan on that, and it was all in the last one. <laughs> okay.
0: you know, that's about the time that you hit the internal circulation also on the car. Yeah, the, you, the I don't are... want any fresh air. I'll, I'll rebreathe everything I have as mm-hmm. long as it's 10 degrees colder than <laughs> yes. outside.
1: I'll suck skin particles <laughs> into my lungs as long as they're cold skin I'll particles. pure lint. Give as it as hair, as baby. It's cool. How about you? Did you get out on the bikes any? Uh,
0: just uh, a little bit. The. Um, I took uh, Beef in for his uh, new front tire and uh, got the email. It was done, but I was down in Branson, Missouri for my 40th high school reunion, which was both cool and and eye opening. Oh my God, yeah. Uh, well, 40 years ago, that's the only person I was dating. And, and was since, me.
1: <laughs> and since it took you four years to get through your senior year, <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> if you
0: if you liked it, just keep it keep it going.
1: That means you can get the senior discount at Taco Bell.
0: Yeah, but so many graduation parties.
1: The um,
0: so it was really cool seeing a lot of people and and uh, chatting. Um, it is interesting. When you hit that 40th one, you know, you you hit your 10-year... I think I went to my 10-year or it might have been 15-year reunion. And then I think I went to my 20th. And I hadn't been to another one in quite some time. And changes, which made me take a much more honest look in my own mirror. Because I thought, you know, well, I kind of... I've lost the, a lot of weight and stuff, so I'm, I kind of look youthful. No, I know I don't. Yeah, you do. No, I sound youthful. I sound like a 15 year old who smokes, but I don't look youthful. I'm really happy to be on the show. And it was a, it was eye opening uh, on on some of that, but still, uh, overall, nice experience. Uh, and and you know to bring it back to base, I I, re- I took down the uh, Kawasaki. I took down Spock. And
1: um, trailered it down, and then rode that around. While, uh Oh man, while I was. I, was I thought you, I thought you were going to tell me you rode down there. And I no, was kind of, dude. No, I was going to accuse you of being studly.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, no, don't. No, uh-uh. if, if the shoe don't fit, don't yeah. wear it. <laughs> but uh, that was kind of fun. Although I will admit that uh, riding, I, I do, I did not enjoy riding a motorcycle late at night on windy roads, no, Com- completely unfamiliar windy no, roads. No, uh, that was unpleasant. Uh, especially you know when I'm out in kind of the boonies where I don't know where it is. Uh, a guy named Jeff Michelle, by the way, has a, a wedding cha- uh, wedding barn down there. Uh, classmate of mine, and if you're in the Branson area and you want a place to have a get together, that place kicks ass. The barn is cool. It is air conditioned, so it's literally cool, and uh, has a little bar area. Did this you event.
1: remarry your your lovely
0: bride? Oh no, no, huh? I I went there alone. Because uh, last thing she wants to see is a bunch of old people. I mean, uh, forty year old reunion, fortieth reunion uh, people. But uh, other reliving. than that, it was cool. was living his
2: date with his his senior year.
0: Did get to talk a lot of cars, especially uh, Jeff Michelle, the guy who owns the place, because uh, he's a he's into Mopars too. So we're both oh, stupid. Cool. Oh well. You, yeah, So you both like ugly cars. <laughs> Hell yeah, big you, ugly cars. You both like making in questionable decisions. decisions. He was the guy, I, as we were chatting, I'm like, dude, I, I'll never forget. And we finally figured out it was a 67 uh, Chrysler Newport that he pulled up oh. in in front of the um, junior high because I was on the transfer bus. I, I didn't have my car yet. So I'm on the bus waiting for you know, the the next bus that picks up the high school students from there in Texas still high school, and Jeff Michelle pulls up out there, and I'm like, that's kind of an old people car. That's kind of, and then he goes, and oh, his smoke is rolling, I'm like,
1: you son of a bitch. <coughs> that's how old it's car what you put Kregers on it. There you go. Oh, he did. Yeah. Uh-huh. See? <laughs> on a 67 huh? Newport. Hells yeah. Oh, baby. <laughs> Who knew you could get Kregers on a battleship? <laughs> nice. Mark well, uh, it has been squ- scorching hot for a couple of weeks now mm-hmm. and despite that i managed to get out in the 65 corvette and the 60 corvette both i have both harleys back home they are absolutely perfect and flawless right now and sitting in my garage nice. i was supposed to go ride one of them saturday on a long american legion riders uh ride and was unable to make it to the party because I dropped a razor blade in my shower and sliced a chunk out of one of my toes. I couldn't get the damn thing to quit bleeding.
0: <laughs> That's just so awful.
1: <laughs> I, I'm telling you, getting old for me has been nothing but a series of embarrassments. And, unfortunate and, events. And, and, and unfortunate events and poor judgment and just <laughs> everything. Just I, I, I'm not... Raids, raids,
0: raids, against the dying of the Yeah, bright. I'm not aging well here. You know,
1: a lot of people age <laughs> gracefully, age like wine. I'm aging more like milk and eight tracks. <laughs> <laughs> just not going well. Really embarrassing to have to miss that ride. And then have to answer 37 people on Facebook, no, everything's okay. Just, oh,
0: yeah, I just tried to cut off my toe.
1: Just dropped yeah. a, it, it was a one-in-a-million shot, man. I was shaving my face in the shower, and I dropped the thing, and... You know, six foot travel from your, from your face to your feet at it. <laughs>
0: I was about to say, I was shaving my face and cut off part of my toe, and I'm like, damn, dude. It
1: took a chunk <laughs> out of my toe master. the size of my fingernail.
2: Oh uh, yeah, well, One in a million. You should have go play the lottery afterwards?
1: Mm, I couldn't make it there. I was bleeding. <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> you
2: but, passed out right uh, before you gave the dollar.
1: Like I said, Harleys are here. They're in good shape. Cool. Yay. Everything, Everything's in great shape right now. I got a new set of shocks yeah. to Corvettes put on the 60 Corvette. I was thinking about that the other day. When was the last time I put shock absorbers on that? Well, you know, I've done a lot of work on that car. Can't be that long. It's just. Uh, it's 34 years ago Oh, i was gonna guess 27 oh wow, <laughs> oh, wow. i underdo it hey i better go check zip parts real quick see if i can <laughs> get me some shock absorbers uh i got those oh and the last thing we are gearing up next week we're going to take off and go to barrett jackson in oh. las vegas
0: oh how fun
1: yeah vegas is uh I'd, mm-hmm. I'd like to pretend like i've got more culture to me but now nah, i really enjoy vegas it's uh, a <laughs> You know what a crap show that is, and I enjoy being in the middle of it. Plus, some really good restaurants there, fun yeah, stuff to do. Eats, uh, go, sure. go to House of Blues, that sort of stuff. So Nice. All righty, in the news this week, we've got a story about the passing of an automotive legend, Fred Simeon. That was difficult to hear. Uh, Ford has a massive recall on the Mach-E and the 10 most popular cars for catalytic converter theft. <laughs> <laughs> our special guest this week he's a, re- a repeat offender with us it's gary wales gary will be here to talk about the radical customs he builds with a fantasy bent what he's been working on since last we spoke almost two years ago and taking his magnificent creations to the middle east interesting trip very interesting Fun. Guys, let's get to the news. From Classic Motorsports and Auto Week, uh, a little bit of sad news. Dr. Frederick Simeone, founder of the Simeone Foundation Automotive Museum, passed uh, at 86 years old. Uh Now, we Mm -hmm. did miss a show last week, and that was entirely my fault. I had some things that I had to tend to, so this is a little bit older than a week, but there's no way we could let it go by without bringing it up. Dr. Fred Simeone, a well-respected neurosurgeon, amassed one of the world's great automotive collections over a lifetime of car enthusiasm, and he founded the Simeone Foundation Automotive Museum to share it all with the public he has unfortunately passed at the age of 86 simeon was the chief of neurosurgery at pennsylvania hospital for 25 years he retired in 2008 and founded the simeon foundation automotive museum to share his collection of cars and his knowledge and enthusiasm about them simeon inherited both his love of cars and a small collection from his father who was also a medical doctor his father's collection of just four cars grew to the eighty car fleet that now occupies his museum the cars include two pre-war Alpha 6Cs, three 8Cs, a Ferrari 250 GT Interim Berlinetta, numerous Aston Martins, abrasive studs and the blue-green psychedelic Porsche 917. Wow. He made a point of collecting good original cars that were in as good a condition as possible. His friend and museum advocate Harry Hurst, uh, who, all, who helped found the museum, said, while many collections try to restore cars to their earliest perfection, Dr. Simeone tried to maintain them in their original racing condition. Hearst cites as an example the collection's 1964 Cobra Daytona Coupe serial number CSX-2287. They only made five or six of those Cobras.
0: Yeah. Oh, wow. It's a
1: $10 million-plus car.
0: Yeah.
1: Howdy. Yeah, really. And, and remember, these are the ones that Pete Brock who we've had on the show before, these are the ones that Pete designed and they built one in 90 days. Oh, God. And it's still legendary now, uh, you know, almost wow. 60 years later. He didn't want to restore them. He wanted them to look like race cars looked in those days. He was yeah. a preservationist. One of the most interesting aspects of the museum is the regular demo days where cars would be taken out of the museum and paraded around the three-acre parking lot before crowds of museum go- goers. After a few laps, Simeon would give a talk on each one. He would do a lecture on the subject for a half hour right off the top of his head, said Hurst. The museum will continue in the absence of its founder with a board of directors headed by the museum's curator, Kevin Kelly, and including Doctor Simeone's daughter Christina. This guy was truly an icon in the in the world of vintage race cars, and the museum is just fantastic. I've been meaning to get there for years. He will be sorely missed.
0: I really do like that idea of yeah. uh, uh, not restoring but preserving. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's pretty project- cool. Pre-
1: well, and the, yeah. the one Daytona Coupe that they have, if you see it, you think, wow, that sucker looks like it's been hammered. No, it's been raced. Yeah. yeah it's essentially really re- it has driven. been. Re- yeah. r- racing is not <laughs> yeah. easy on these cars. If you see vintage race cars that, are, that have not been restored, they look like they've been through hell. But then you also understand what racing is and, and, yeah. and how difficult it is and how tough it is on the cars. And I love that he ca- he just preserved them that way.
2: I mean, well done. I, I mean, I've, I've seen race cars right after a race, a 24-hour race. Uh,
1: and I, know, look, I know that's
2: a long race and all, but it gets done, and that car looks like it is just it aged 15 years. Yeah. Over yeah, one well, race.
1: think about it. Twenty-four hour race, depending upon the track. Yeah, like uh some of the cars at Le Mans, they run three thousand miles in twenty-four hours, and mm-hmm. not one of the miles is easy. Oh no! <laughs> and,
2: and they got rubber being spit up on them, and dirt being spit up oh, on and, them, and, and, and rocks,
1: these, and all, yeah. all of the all of the exhaust, and all of the yeah. rubber, and all that stuff down the sides, and. I,
2: it it I, almost looks like the front bumper just got hit with a sandblaster.
1: Yeah, it really does. Oh, wow. And I, I love that he preserved them that way. Yeah, yeah that's yeah.
2: very cool. Out of the uh, wallet of uh, <laughs> Brett Hatfield. <laughs> For, oh, I'm sorry. That's road and track. I apologize. I've I, 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 I mixed you, the words around a little. Have
1: you noticed that I try to squeeze in at least one road and track every week just to justify the expense? <laughs> Get my money's it's, worth that's out of yeah, yeah. yeah. it. And it never gets
2: old bringing it up. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: I, I'd kick you under the table, but one that foot's all screwed up, and two I got the you know the table partition I can't get yeah, to. Yeah, yeah.
2: Ford halts Mustang Mach-E deliveries for battery recall.
1: You know that's just good news. We should leave it at that. All righty, good job, <laughs> and Ford scene. and Mach-E. Thank you, Ford. Isn't it, it. all that's
2: battery? A, if you would have called it the Mach-E or, pro- or a Mustang, it probably would have been all
1: right. Yeah, yeah. No,
2: I'm just did. kidding. I kid. I kid. Uh, Ford has issued a recall for its Mustang Mach-E EV, according to the uh, NH. TSA, uh, filing Ford provided to Road and Track, the problem will be remedied by a software update set to arrive next month.
1: For all of the you out there who don't like the abbreviations, and there seems to be an abbreviation for everything these There's days. NHTSA remember. is the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. There you go. I knew you were <laughs> to bring
2: it in because uh, I didn't want to. <laughs> uh, on affected vehicles, direct current, that's, that's DC, uh, fast charging, and repeated. Wide-open pedal events uh, can cause the high-voltage battery main contactors to overheat the final. Wide-open
1: pedal events, you know what yes. that, means?
2: that means? That means you're, you're taking get, the trying car to get somewhere out. as quick as you can.
1: Well, you're taking the car out, <laughs> and you're making yourself giggle with its one-party trick, the fact that it'll slam you in the seat.
0: Yeah, ludicrous mode. That's Let's
2: right. do that. Launch Let's controls, do a lot of here that. we go. Overheating may lead to uh, arcing and deformation uh, of the electrical contact surfaces, which can result in the contactor that remains open or the contactor that welds closed the well, filing that sounds, continues.
1: That sounds bad. It
2: does. Yes. Uh, an overheating uh, contactor that opens while driving can result in a loss of motive power. Which
1: motive can, power. Uh,
2: Cardinal uh, gold. Obviously, Christ, your risk of
1: We're just making crap up now. Yes.
2: <laughs> well, that's, it's new EV lingo. Yeah, so we you, got we got to speak differently when it comes to you. You ever hear
1: somebody tell you their carbureted car lost motive power?
2: Uh, yeah, yesterday. <laughs> uh, Ford's head of product communications told Road and Track, you know, Brett's wallet, uh, that there's no no stop sale order and that dealers are free to sell the Mach-E's, but deliveries may only take place after the software update is performed. Vehicles built between May 27th of 2020 and May 24th of 2022, now. so pretty recently. Uh, are potentially affected uh, which encompasses most of the car's hundred thousand unit run thus far. i can 't
1: believe there 's a hundred thousand of those things out running around yeah, i really. 've only seen two in traffic
2: so the uh, uh, ford's uh, nhTsa filing said that the forty eight thousand nine hundred twenty four vehicles in the u s are potentially affected next month for release an over the air software update which that 's kind of cool actually you know if for you're secondary gonna... onboard uh, Diagnosis control module and battery energy control module, Maki owners can also contact your local dealer and get the update installed
1: for a recall. For having to have a recall yeah. or get something fixed on your car, the the fact that they can just do it through Wi-Fi or whatever, yeah, that's pretty cool, man.
0: Kind of cool, little startling. Well, go, well, so basically somebody got a dot and a dash wrong, and that's why my freaking car won't run? Well, who would ever thought? I will thought? choke you. Who would ever? first choke Yeah, you. yeah.
2: Who would have ever thought? You know, what's a recall from what we remember back in the day? A part needs seat to be replaced. Seatbelt yeah. seat yeah.
1: failure, brakes fell apart, yeah. airbag comes out when you don't want it to.
2: Right, right. Shrapnel in the steering wheel when the airbag goes off. No, and I like die. the idea of the
1: airbag coming out and you're eating like a McDonald's <laughs> swirl cone.
2: But how goes is it, off and
1: jams the the cone up your nose.
2: Would you have <laughs> ever thought that a recall at
1: all whatsoever it's just like a could
2: just is it's a software. They didn't write the damn program correctly. Yeah.
1: Whatever, dude. You know when I'm just the
2: craziest crap nowadays. You know
1: what? I'll never have a recall on, and never have it delivered <laughs> oh, via Wi-Fi on your Corvettes. Uh, neither Corvette, <laughs> neither Harley, yep. not the O three F one fifty. Probably not Rhonda's Porsche. Not nothing I own. <laughs> Mark, uh, no, nothing I got. I've got
2: maybe one,
1: maybe on your van. Your I'll, van's the newest thing because
2: the van does have. If I wanted to schedule service i literally can hit a button in the van it'll schedule the service
1: i kind of like my old crap
2: i'm not going to do that because i think it costs me extra money but i'm, I'm but sure it does have the button well when i first got my
0: truck it As had the uh on uh, and all the little yeah yeah, yeah yeah and you could call people through your rearview mirror oh wow and that i let that uh, run out in a after a year uh, I had it in that first year. I was I was driving across country, bringing my mother in law back, and I'm like, I'm going to leave it in here while we do that. Yeah. While we have this brand new truck, and then uh, I let that lapse, and then I replaced the stereo. So now it it's just all just not nothing.
1: Yeah. The one cool thing I remember hearing about OnStar, and I was selling Chevys at this time. This is like '96, I think. Um, if somebody stole your car, not only that, could they locate it? But they could shut it off and lock the doors yeah. and lock the person in, and yeah. they couldn't get out. Cool. I thought that was pretty cool, but there's also a touch of Big Brother there, and it's like, e- maybe not.
0: <laughs> well, all I'd ask is that I have a little button to make the car blow up. <laughs>
1: well, I, this is this is kind of, like, and I, I think I remember somebody getting in trouble for doing this. I always thought that when you locked your car with your key fob, then it should electrify the underside of the door. handle. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. you're not
0: wrong
2: but I, I, unless I, you're close enough with the key and hopefully it'll automatically disable that feature because you might be like I forgot I
1: locked the, the door <laughs> <laughs> just check it and see if it's locked <laughs>
0: you, you don't forget more than once Corey yeah, I guess not <laughs> just, well, that, just yeah. that one time
2: I, I will say, though, I do have a 2019 Golf GTI, and that had something called, like, HomeLink or something. It was very similar to OnStar, where yeah. I had a live person. Unfortunately, it's a 2019 car. Apparently, that's too old. The system doesn't work yeah, already. Yeah,
1: I, I remember oh, you wow. saying the 3G <laughs> went out, and they weren't going to renew it, and yeah. just
2: screw you. So, that, that that will not get any updates over the air.
1: Volkswagen gave Corey the F-toe. Yes, they did. <laughs> From car
2: and driver, the 10 cars, catalytic
0: converter thieves target the most, so... If suddenly your, uh, your vehicle sounds a little more ferocious, you might not have a catalytic converter anymore, although I have heard that they go in, they'll take it out and then pop a little pipe in. That's a their, really considerate thing. Just, just so that you don't notice it as quickly.
2: I got something to say, unless you want me to say it now, about this. I, at my place of daily employment, my day wait job. wait 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 wait. We can get to this at the end if you want. Yeah, just hang on to that Let's for a do second. That. Okay. okay. I, right. I can help you guys out there.
0: I'll okay. zip through this. Catalytic converters are located within the exhaust system to help clean the emissions of gasoline or diesel powered engine. They've been federally mandated requirement on every new vehicle since 1975. Uh-huh. Now, according to the National Insurance Crime Bureau, the NICB, <laughs> catalytic converter <laughs> theft has spiked dramatically due to three precious metals found inside them: palladium, rhodium, and platinum. What? I'm darn, dug on it. I'm totally blanking on what's it inside Wolverine?
1: Uh, <laughs> adamantium.
0: That's it. There's adamantium. Adamantium. And, adamantium. and, and there but was one other precious metal that was palladi- can't findium or something oh, you like that. Are, you guys are? Unobtainium. Unobtainium,
1: that's the one. Yeah, but uh, yeah. remember, palladium was the thing that was killing Tony Stark, as long as we're going to be complete uh, comic <laughs> nerds here.
2: Nerds. Nerds. See what I <laughs> see what I have to deal with here, people? Well,
0: how precious are we talking about here? At, Volkswagen. At the time of this writing, an ounce of rhodium cost 50 Fifteen thousand bucks! Holy crap! Dude. And the comparison: wow. an ounce of gold right now is going for about eighteen hundred. I'm going to
2: go tear the So I'm going to get a ring converter by, out by, around this portion, oh,
0: exactly, and then just put in that straight pipe and call it home. I thought rhodium was.
1: Uh Iron Man's friend. Why
2: don't we cut our own out?
0: (laughs) Yeah. I thought thought (laughs) Rodium took on Godzilla. Uh, (laughs)
1: James Rodium, wasn't it him? (laughs) Oh, my God.
0: Uh, The User data compiled by the NICB and service reports from car uh, shops around the country. Carfax has determined the 10 vehicles most likely targeted for their catalytic converters. Number 10. A 2001 to 21 Toyota Prius. Who cares? <laughs> Who,
2: who'd have thought, who'd have thought if it would be a hybrid?
1: Would be better. people that are list. just
0: getting rid of it so they can have the weight of the car. Um, <laughs> 2011 and 2017 Chrysler 200. Who cares, right? Okay. 1987 to 2019 Toyota Camry. No you awesome know they're recalling
1: they're recalling all Camrys that are older than 1993 because really you should have bought something by now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh number 7 1997 to 2020
1: Honda CRV. Uh there, there num- are
0: a
2: lot of those. Number 6
0: 2005
1: to 2020 uh 21 Chevy Equinox. Okay. Yep. Yep. Ah, I want I
2: so that goes in line with like a GMC Terrain, it's the same thing. You Somebody, know,
1: if you take the catalytic converter out of an Equinox, you probably really devalue the car. <laughs> <laughs> it probably sounds the same. That
0: and if you empty the gas tank right now. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, 1999 to 2021 Chevy Silverado. That's you. I ought to check. That's you. I ought to roll under there. This, did to, it seem a little rough sure. this morning when you said hey, It's always rough right now. <laughs> <laughs> that poor old thing. I Okay, uh, side note, I backed into a retaining wall. So I kind of oh. redesigned the uh, driver's side back we bumper new a little news. bit, gave it a little extra lift. Yeah, hey, you got it's,
1: so got it's like style.
0: Yeah, now it's just smirking at you. Oh, you are looking at my? It's butt? called. It's, it's called. Smirk. It's called custom. Yeah, that's what it is. Custom Moron. Uh, <laughs> number four, 1990 to two thousand twenty-two Ford Econoline, the E series. That thing's
1: been around for a zillion years. I even had one.
2: Well, at least at least thirty-two years, according to that.
0: 2007 to 2017, Jeep Patriot. Oh. Jeep's catalytic converters uh, have an appealing piece for these. Patriot taking third spot. Number two, 1989 to 2020, Honda Accord.
1: Of course. There's quite a few of those And coming
0: there. in at number one with a bullet, <laughs> 1985 <laughs> to 2021, Ford F
2: Series.
1: That would be mine.
2: Uh, of course, it would are, be the number one. One of the sold things you
1: notice on this list, though, what are the four cars that sell? More copies than anything in the United States. F 150s, Chevy Silverados, Honda Accords, and the cockroach of all cars, <laughs> Toyota the Toyota Camry. Camry. Well, of course, those are going to be the most popular. This is what's the, that's, what, that's what's it, most out there. Yeah. yeah, that's the most of what's out there. Those are the most no. common cars. Absolutely. You're going to have higher
0: numbers just Absolutely. because you have higher numbers of them.
1: Well, and then you throw in the E-Series van. Everybody that's ever had a company that did anything in construction or cleaning pools or doing any kind of work in your house, carpet cleaning, anything like that, has had an Econoline van. I had a 94 Econoline van with that big... 300 cube you know the 4.9 liter inline six that was so stinking slow it couldn't get out of its own way and when we were building houses that thing was loaded with tools materials and everything under the sun and free candy and kittens well i we <laughs> my cousin and i had a couple beers one night I mean, and wrote free candy up the side oh with blue God. blue masking tape but And at Christmas time, we would hang Christmas tree ornaments off the ladder racks. Nice. Yeah, you could hear the car going around corners because everything was rattling and ringing. But these are cars that have been around forever, and there's zillions of them. So it's no surprise that that rounds out the top five.
2: Well, yeah, Uh, they're they're given like a range of like 30-plus years for a car. Yeah, no kidding. Of course it's going to be possibly one of those options. But
1: really sad thing about that Econoline van when I finally, when we were done building houses and we were just doing property management, I took all the stuff out of it, and it was the first time I'd ever had it empty. And I drove it; it, it would actually run pretty good. It was,
2: <laughs> it was a lot
1: quicker than I thought. So,
2: on my day job, for reference of this, uh, I can definitely speak for the Chevy side of things because we've had Chevy box fans, trucks of all types, and all oh, the Silverados and things. Stolen. And we have, we have had that. We had a series for a few years where they were coming in and not only taking the cats out but they were drilling a hole in our gas tank draining the gas?
1: tank yeah taking all the gas oh my god yeah well, it's crazy Well, right now on something that's got a 30 gallon tank and gas is 5 bucks a gallon well it, it was that's <laughs> the thing it wasn't even it wasn't near
2: that bad you you were talking like a little over 2 dollars a gallon then you know when they were doing <laughs> oh my that god. so it was just, were just rude yeah. well so <laughs> so here here's here's what if if we want a uh uh Driven radio show pro tip, yeah okay. Uh, cut your own cat off. Go buy an aftermarket Magnum Flow uh, cat and put that in, and they won't steal those. <laughs> just saying, I, that's what we we've got. not no, we uh, allegedly. To God. <laughs> we've got we've got we didn't cut our. But we've replaced them all with an with a aftermarket. It still it still has a catalytic converter. It's just a Magnum no. Flow brand cat cat. It's not catless. Okay, so it's it's real deal. And they won't take them. Wow! We've had them come back and like skip. We've watched the videos in our parking lot where Where someone went underneath of it. They went to the next one that didn't have it. Oh my god! So there must be something with the factory ones that the aftermarket ones don't have, and probably the rhodium or whatever. At the radio
0: stations where I used to work, somebody went under every
1: single van and cut cut. all
0: of them. Yeah,
1: I know for a fact that there's more than one guy over in Wyandotte County who has hundreds of catalytic catalytic converters in his home in his garage and the cops won't prosecute him anymore because he's done it so many times i i don't have any idea why they've given up on prosecuting this guy they should bury him under the jail i hate thieves
2: i do that actually reminds me of a story that i will get to after the show yeah uh, so we don't keep this uh, going because it has nothing to do with the stories.
1: Yeah, well, I hate thieves. It's the most chicken shit crime there is. I hate thieves. Absolutely. I, if I, I can't a, stand if it If you're a thief and you're listening to this, go jump off a building. <laughs> <laughs> or a
2: bridge.
0: <laughs> I, 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 but first, tell us your one. car story. Bridge. But bridge. And then go. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. well, uh, send, us, send us your story. <laughs> tell us the dumbest do, thing th- you've ever done in a car. And, <laughs> and, and then get a rope, tie it around your neck, That's and do that Pee Wee Herman tequila dance off of a chair. Yeah, <laughs> if, you, if you're a thief, take yourself out of the gene yeah. pool, period.
0: You are not our, our, our biggest, uh, yeah. No, you're not yeah. our target audience. If you're a thief, I hope <laughs> you don't have kids.
2: <laughs>
1: with, with that controversial, controversial thought in mind, yep. <laughs> our special guest this week yeah. is Gary Wales, visionary builder of radical customs with a fantasy bent... Gary does such cool stuff, man. It's Big, just,
0: huge, crazy, cool
1: thing. He is
0: you, think he's, is.
1: you think is out of his mind until you see how cool all his stuff turns out.
0: Not chitty-chitty,
1: bang-bang,
2: chitty-chitty, boom,
0: no. boom, no, he, boom. He, he,
1: boom, Gary brings it every time we have him you on can't here. You not miss
2: that stuff coming down the road.
1: He's going to be here to talk about getting back into the swing of car shows, what he's been up to since the last time we spoke, taking some of his magnificent creations to the Middle East, and what he's building now. This and more is coming up next on Driven Radio Show. Welcome back to Driven Radio, coming to you from Driven Radio World Headquarters. I I always say beautiful Overland Park, but that's just a lie this week. It's Scorching hot outside. So we'll go with sizzling Overland Park, Kansas. Our special guest this week is Gary Wales, visionary builder of radical customs with a fantasy bent, builder of the Lobbistione cars, famous Ferrari scoff law. That's a story we heard from Gary last time we had him on. And just an all around cool guy. Gary, welcome back to Driven Radio.
3: It is an absolute pleasure, Brett. Absolute pleasure.
1: We let you go almost two years, and that's way too long. Uh, I'm I'm glad that we managed to get you pinned down. You're a busy guy, and it's tough to catch you sitting still. Uh, <laughs> Very true. <laughs> you've been building larger-than-life cars for a long time now. Uh, how did you get started with that, and uh, what are you up to now? I know you've got something new in your garage.
3: Oh, well, we've got a lot of things. But how I started out on these things, I, I have a passion for fire trucks old fire trucks because they are wonderful instruments and, you know, great cars, vehicles, and when they get redundant, they, you know, get old and that, and there's a lot of places just strip them out and throw them away, and I, 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 I hate to do that, so what I do is take the old chassis and I, I redo them, and build my fan- fanciful bodies on them. And a lot of people ask me, "Well, why do you use the old fire trucks?" Well, that's one of the reasons. The other reason is, let's take 1918 fire truck. In its day, it cost about 18, you know, about twelve thousand dollars. Well, that's what a Model T cost, three hundred. And people say, oh, say, yeah, well, they've all been around always about a half a million dollars. And they're made to last 100 years. And of the 15 or so that I've had, they're all 100 years older or older. Wow. So they're just made magnificently.
1: Uh, they're, they're built to last forever, but they're also built to be really heavy-duty vehicles.
3: Absolutely. And another thing people don't realize that they only went out for the actual fires. So they never have more than ten or 15,000 miles on them.
1: <laughs> well, true, true. That
3: makes sense. <laughs> yeah. So, and, and let me tell you, big is better. Ask as anyone.
4: <laughs> you go to a fire sale people
3: and say, how come you make them so big? Say, well, <laughs> ask everybody they like them big. So that's why I do it, and uh, we're always the center of attention.
1: I'm guessing you don't lose too many 10-millimeter sockets.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true.
1: <laughs>
0: now, when you say these things are 100 years old, uh, what uh, what's the, the brand, the maker, the the company that put these out? Because isn't it a French company?
3: No, it's had, it has a French name. It's called American La France, but it was made in, uh, in uh, New York's New York uh, area. And around 1907, uh, when they were transitioning from horse-drawn fire trucks, they wanted to get the best engine they could possibly get. So they went to Simplex, and they bought the rights to build them from Simplex, and, and Simplex at that time were just four cylinders. So what they did is it extended the block and added another T head, giving them nine hundred cubic inches, fourteen <laughs> liters. And then depending on what you wanted, you'd get a minimum of twelve plugs. You'd have a magneto and a distributor. The, usually I love the ones that's got twelve magnetos, twelve distributors they have twenty you know, twenty four plugs. It, it's just it's just cooler in hell. <laughs>
4: <laughs>
3: and, uh, and the reason that they did that is because 100 years ago, gas was so unreliable, you could drop a match in a bucket, and it might go out. Oh, my God. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> and the only thing worse was the damn battery. <laughs> that was you get one shot on it or forget it. So that was saved for a real emergency, <laughs> and they just hoped like think it would start. I can't but imagine the miles
0: of heavy-gauge wiring you've got piled up on that thing.
3: Ow. Oh, hey, it's, we cut them down from ten or 12,000 pounds. My average one now weighs about 6,000, the la, I mean, only the last one I was going to say, but, but it's the only one I ever really actually weighed, weighs 6,550
2: pounds.
1: Smelt. So I put my pump in it. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Chevy pack. Suburban.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so if they're 100 years old, there can't be tons of these things laying around. Where do you
3: find them? Well, we find them everywhere. Uh, for for instance, I found one in Sacramento, California. I got a call from these fire, firemen. and they said they found one, and I went up. Well, what the story was is that they, these two guys had been retired firemen, and they heard that there was a fire truck out in the woods. And they said, we're not going to leave a damn hero fire truck out in the woods. So they went out and spent four hours, and they found the damn thing, and it had Twenty-one trees growing around it and through it. <laughs> oh, my God. They had to cut them all down. And they put the thing on. and got it down, put it on a trailer. And they're bringing it home once. Well, Lance, we'll uh, take it over to your house. He said, oh, no, we won't. My wife will kill me. He said, well, I can't take it home. What are we doing? He said, call that character and tell, a, you know, in L.A. You'll buy it. And, yes, I did. call. And I went up there and made a donation to the fire department, fire fund. And uh, we brought it home. It had been sitting in the woods for fifty-five years. Wow, Lordy. And the hood was off of it. Oh. Now here's the now here's the best part. I we bring it back to my house, and in three hours, my my guy that my friend that works with me on these things, he, he's been with me for twenty-five years, Andreas Oranda. He's originally from Argentina. And it was with the mechanic school, and the guy was brilliant. In three hours, we cleaned out the, the sumps and we did the bing da da bang boom and the thing ran. We got oh, it running. And they built them for 55 years. But again, you have to realize they probably didn't have 10,000 miles on the damn thing.
0: Well, I'm thinking that if it was able to run on gas that wouldn't burn, you know, it was probably using the internal yeah. rust. As the combustible <laughs> as it flakes well, off if an you area. Don't have
3: the, if you don't have the plugs out, the squirrels and that, don't drop nuts down the, <laughs> <ceiling> <laughs> of the Wow. So, I I bought a Bentley one time, and it, it had been stored in New York on a dirt floor. Oh, thank God, God, because it didn't rust. It was, a, it was like an 8-liter Bentley, 1938 liter Bentley that had been owned by Whitney Strait, who was of the Whitney family, but... He was, was the president of Roll, uh, of uh, Bentley at the time. And uh, Rolls-Royce, I guess, excuse me, it was Rolls-Royce. And he had put this big, giant engine in it. And anyhow, eight-liter engine, I brought it home. And I parked it with the back end facing out across to the house across the street. And anyhow, we fiddled around with it and fiddled around with it. And finally, we got it to start. And it went boom, boom, and when it did, the rats had been living in the gas <laughs> pipe and the exhaust pipe, and this and uh, all this stuff caught on fire. And the neighbors across the street are all looking, watching. Well, we're going to light this thing up. It hadn't been lit for 30 years, and it looked like a can of them with fire flying and laughing. Oh my God. <laughs> oh, I was needless to say, they love me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's like Fival went on an Apollo mission in the 60s. <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> so, anyhow, rat in a space that's, that's some of the stories that you can have with these damn old cars. They're really funny.
1: So, you, you've been doing this for an awfully long time. When was the first one you built on one of the fire truck frames?
3: Uh, it was probably 15 years ago, the very first one. And uh, actually, no, it was longer than that. Well, I sold the car after it was done. We you know, drove it for a while. I had a lot of fun with it, and I sold it in 2006 at a Barrett-Jackson auction in Palm Beach, Florida. And I also sold the Frené Bentley that I had. And that was the one with frog skin interior and so forth. And uh, wait, wait, it, we it, had a hell of a weekend. Wait, you're not
1: <laughs> glossing over that. Ford wait a car. second. Back up. <laughs> you had a Frené
3: Bentley with frog skin interior? Yes, sir. It was a. It was the 1947 uh, Parachille car. And I I'd traded it for... Uh, a Fagoni falashi Talbot Lago that I'd found in Watts in a in a building <laughs> that crashed down on it, and I put it together. And we we with my my friend that was the upholster, little John Engelhart and his wife. They got in the back seat. I'm in the front. We had this marvelous electric blue car that had been actually one of the six forty seven show cars the swan song for for talbot uh talbot lago and they were the new york uh show cars and that was the last six they had and the tommy lee who was the the uh, cadillac dealer biggest cadillac dealer west of the mississippi bought the whole group and so he took this particular one and he put a cadillac the 47 cadillac engine in it and the transmission and the all the stuff on it. It, it, and it really, really ran pretty good. It, but when he had it, anyhow, through some kind of accident and that, uh, it, it was sold to a to a woman that had a, 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 a autistic school, and she used to, when she'd pull out of the compound, she'd put it neutral because it was in the park, and she put it neutral and opened the gate, and the thing ran over.
1: Oh no! Oh. And so
3: so her husband was so distraught, distraught that he gave it to the gardener, and the gardener ended up with it. Anyhow, we found the thing in Watts, and we I redid it and, and got it running, made it perfect, and, and electric blue, and I had a Gucci stripes in the center, and a, a Gucci interior, <laughs> and a thing. God. We had 13 flats going to Pebble Beach. First flats. <laughs> first one. First one is the only one I'll talk about because that was in right up in Santa Barbara way, about sixty miles. And when it dropped out, had an enormously long rear end, and so the thing kind of went down on the corner and it laid on the ground on the on the left side. So I hitchhiked because we didn't have any spare or anything with the thing. I had no jack because everything was new. I figured nothing would happen to it, so <laughs> I hitchhike and we get a tow truck and I get all the stuff, and, uh, tire repair stuff to bring with me and everything else. And as we pull up, the guy said, "Oh my God, are you lucky you didn't get two flat tires?" It didn't come out of his mouth, and the other one went bang, and the thing was <laughs> oh my <laughs> god laid on the ground. And it went oh my god. So anyway, after thirteen fixes. Flat tires, 13 flat tires, we got into Pebble Beach. And that's when the brakes let go. <laughs> they'd adjusted. They'd adjusted. My friend said, Wales, you can do anything you want, but don't you mess with the brakes. So I took it to a professional who adjusted it right to the very end of it, and it fell off as we went on to 68 going into to Monterey. We're doing about 20 miles an hour, all, thank God. Uh. And, my guy in the back jumped out. I jumped out, in the, uh, out of the front, and we pulled the thing. You can see this big blue thing going down the highway with two guys pulling on it going like, Whoa, whoa. <laughs> shoes <are> on fire. <laughs> wow. got down to my socks. It finally stopped. So that was the story of those things.
1: Good grief. All right. So I'm sorry to derail you and your answer. Uh, I yeah. was... I was asking you about the first American La France framed car you did. Uh, that it sounds like you did. You also sell that one at Pebble or at Barrett Jackson. Yeah, that was that was we
3: sold at Palm Beach, the very first one. Okay, that was the very first one. And uh, when uh, last time I talked to you, I was I believe I was doing the Batmobile, finishing up on the Batmobile.
0: Yes, sir. I love that thing so much. Nice, yeah.
3: Yeah, the world's oldest Batmobile. I'm very fortunate that I live a block and a half from where George Ferris went Oh, that helps. And uh, we, I talked to George. He was a good friend, and George is the one that did the original Batmobile. Yes, sir. Customizes with a K. And I told him, I said, "We're doing this in honor of you. This is a salute to you for all you've done." And, and he came on down, and he said, "You know, this is this is fantastic. Here's." Here is one of my a builder badges, and it's you put that on that car, and you're going to be the only other authorized Batmobile than me. I mean, we thought that was really sweet of him to do that. Yeah. It, <laughs> it probably wasn't true, but you know, <laughs> there's a lot of other ones, but he, he really liked this one here. And so we had a heck of a time with it.
0: If anybody who's uninitiated, uh, into what these things look like, you know, we're talking about um, it's on this frame and yada yada. I want you to imagine a two-seater that's basically uh, a Stutz Bearcat, except eighteen to twenty feet long. Eighteen to twenty feet long, and I'm looking at a picture of you standing in front of, and you're right next to it in front of this Batmobile, and the rear seat is almost uh, right—the edge of the back of the rear seat is almost right at the top of your head, a-
1: and also keep yes, a nine. Sir. I've met Gary a couple times. He's not short,
0: so this thing is monstrous. These are huge. You know, you you see pictures of them, you're like, oh that that looks like a comfy little thing. You know, that's that's chitty chitty bang bang. Oh no, hell no,
3: no. <laughs> yeah, I'm not Billy Barty. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But the new one is ten inches higher than that. Oh my oh, god. god! it is so big. I don't even. I I can't see over the radiator standing in front of it i'm looking right at the uh, right at the emblem i love it i love it big is better
1: (laughs) (laughs) nobody's ever going to miss you in traffic uh
3: where did you get the name la oh this is uh, another you, you you're you're tying right in we were when we built the very first one you know we were just about finished with it a friend came over and he said Hey, there, I'm going out for Italian tonight. I said, you are. Do me a favor. Ask the waiter, and with emphasis on the waiter, ask the waiter how you say the beast in Italian. He said, sure. comes back. He says, La Bistione, capital L-A, capital B-E-S-T-I-O-N-I. He said, bitch it. So we've had all the stuff put on the car, La Bistione, La Bistione. We take it to the first car show. Andreas and I, and we're parked there, and the crowd is humongous. I mean, they've never seen anything like this thing. It's like bringing a train with a camel in it, you know. So, <laughs> so we're there, and we're just busting. We're with pride. We're busting. Everybody's going, ooh, ah. Uh. And then this little woman, about four foot six, comes coming up. She comes up. and She says, you got your nerve. Uh-oh. I said, pardon me, ma'am. She says, You got your nerve. How come you made it a female beast? So What? <laughs> she said, If you wanted to, to be a male beast, it'd be Lee Beast, there. Do not lobby done. And she gave us a bollocking for about five minutes. <laughs> and the people were standing there with their mouths open. And she turns around and stomps off. And the woman next to me looks over and she said, You named it right. <laughs> 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 so that's why they're all the female gender. Nice.
1: <laughs> we had you on the show, like we said, almost two years ago. And I, I know you never sit still, so I'm kind of wondering what projects you've finished since then. What are you working on now? And I, I've i had a couple people tell me you're working on something that has a bomber motor
3: in it. Well, yes, it does. You know, because each has to be Bigger or better or more bombastic than the last one. So the tenth one, which is, or the eighth one that we have now, that was right after uh, the Batmobile, is my salute to the Beast of Turin, which was now this. This car tickles me. This is my favorite car in the whole world. It's called the Beast of Turin. It was a 1910 Fiat, and it was 28 and a half liters. Oh, good Lord. Four-cylinder. Wow. It was a dirigible engine in the damn thing. Oh, and in 1912 God. or 13, at Ostend, Belgium, it went 132 plus miles an hour when they thought your face was going to blow off at 70. <laughs> this <is no> <laughs> so uh, this thing always hit my funny bone. I said, my God, I, I, this is my salute to it, but mine is so damn big, it's 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 so it's the biggest thing I've ever made. And it's fire engine red. We just had it on Rodeo Drive Sunday for Father's Day. And since all the crazy things that's been happening for the last two years, people wanted to get out there must I don't know how many thousands of people were there, but it was absolutely unbelievable. We gave over a thousand cards away and we just give it a minute, one here, one here and little kid here I mean, it was unbelievable. 1,000 cards with a picture of the car on it, of course. yeah. (laughs)
0: How do you get fuel into something with (laughs) cylinders that big? Or you have to use, like, a ramrod and and pack black powder into that thing? I mean, my God.
3: I I have two steps that you put up. You get up on one, it's about 18 inches, and the next one's up another 12 or 13, and then you step up into the cockpit uh, after you open the door. When I say it's big, yeah, it's pretty, do eh? you have
0: to prime the engine on those? Like, do you have to, uh, almost like old diesels? Yeah, with dynamite. No,
3: yeah. <laughs> well, they're, they're, well, they're all gasoline. Yeah. They're Lord. all gasoline. But, you know, again, the gasoline, it, it works beautifully now because you know exactly what they are. They're, it's quality of standard, and the same with batteries. So that's no problem. And you, you, you can have a... Heavy drinking contest and relieve yourself with the car and you can drive it with. <laughs> without the run. So they're very low compression, is what I'm saying. What you know, is
1: what is quick. the engine you have in this? they? What is the engine oh. you have in this?
3: Oh, it's 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 one of the uh, ones that was the SimpLex ones. The Batmobile has a has another engine and it's 16 liters, 1,013 cubic inches, and it has an individual block for each head, and 24 plugs. That's the oh. damnest fucking thing you ever saw in your life.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> so <And> you were <laughs> having a lot of fun with that. Now, the current one that I'm building has got a 1917 Fiat 812 BIS heavy bomber engine, and it's water-cooled, and it's 21.6 liters.
1: Oh, my God.
3: Oh, it is now. When I say this is humongous, I mean it's humongous. I got to sit in the back of the fire truck to drive it. Damn near, <laughs> damn. So we're <laughs> we're building it now, but I've got to leave it. Uh, you know, I'm going to have to make the, the the hood so the center part is open because you so you can see all of the the valve trains going up and down and uh, and spitting oil out on you and everything. Oh, it's unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> so. So. So, so that's that one, and then in the meantime, a friend of mine was out in the Mojave Desert, and he found a 1917 Rio truck, which is a kind of a long wheelbase thing yeah. that had been sitting there for 55 years. And he brings it over, and he says, "Can you do anything with this thing?" And I said, i oh, will figure out something." So, between working on the the, the beast. We said, hey, you know, because you know, you're, you're not always busy on the same thing. You get, you get time lapses. So I said, we'll see how many days it takes us to restore the chassis completely. Well, the engine was bad, so less the engine. We did the whole thing in 30 working days, two of us. from wow. this pile of. It took a day and a half just to get all the rust crap off of it so we could glass beat it and sandblast it and you know, do it and did the whole car. So what I've done with it, which is going to be interesting, I it, it's called the re oak because the engine was bad. I've got a Oakland engine. I found uh, a Oakland car that had never left L.A., and the engine was perfect and a really good one. It's six cylinder rather than a four cylinder. So we put that in it, and I designed it after the 2020 McLaren Speedtail, and we put a Speedtail on it and wood. And mahogany, and a neighbor of mine years ago came over and said, uh, "Made the mistake of coming over, I should say." And said, <laughs> "Is there anything I can do to help?" And I said, "Yes." Yeah. <laughs> Aren't you the president of the Classic Boat Society?" He said, "Yes." Well, that's where all the boat tails come from, and everything. He does. He, he helps with that. He cuts all the wood. We make all the fins by hand and everything. So this one has. 1,280 brass screws with all the heads lined up just in the speed tail part. And we're probably, by the end of this week, we'll have the wood on the cowl. I made an aluminum cowl and firewall and everything for it. And we'll put the wood on it. We'll probably get another four or 500 screws <laughs> on that. Good and if, if they don't hold a damn thing on, they just look neat. <laughs> <laughs> We call it a Re-Oak, R-E, and then a big O, and then small A-K, Re-Oak.
1: I'm excited to see that one, too, like all of your stuff. Uh, Which of the cars you've bought, I I know you take them to shows, you've got them out. I've seen a couple of your cars at Concours on the Avenue in Monterey. Uh, Which of your cars has brought home the most awards? And is there any one of those awards you're most proud of?
3: Well, I think my best effort was the Frené Bentley. And that one was, that was 20-something years I had been, 10 years sitting out in the side yard where a tree grew through it. As I researched it, I tell everybody I was researching it, but anyhow. uh, We did a number on it. That's the one I put the frog skin interior in. I was in Hawaii and went into a, specialty shop, and they had these the shoes and a purse that were red frog skin, And I bought them for my wife, and I said, that's the interior, because you call, we call the French these frogs, because they eat frogs, right? So anyway, I, got, I found out where they got the leather. I wrote all of the various consulate generals around in South America, and found out that they were in a little island in the Philippines, and I bought a Strip, three feet wide, about twenty feet long, just with this little three-inch square hides. The center of the hides of the frogs.
1: That's a lot of don't frogs. ate the frogs.
3: frogs so no worries. I hope so. So, <laughs> so we put a skin interior in it. I won over fifty major awards with this around the world. We went to Pebble Beach. We headed at Pebble Beach. We got they announced three times. Mister Wales had missed by the smallest margin in the history of Pebble Beach, which is saying something for a post-war car, because pre-war cars get the nod over a, a post-war car. And I got, uh, they'd taken off a half a point for the the, the wire on the distributor that shows on the distributor what with a little line on it was the wrong color line. And that's what they got me on. Oh, Wow. But Bob Gathercall, who was the godson of W.O. Bentley, said, hey, I got something even better for you. We're going to send you all around the world with that car. We're going to start at Essen, then into France and everywhere, England, the whole place, and we're going to hit all of the car shows. And anyhow, I did that, and we got more wins than any other car in the history <laughs> of the world at that time. We had over 50 of shows. Oh, my God. W- while we were in the... Uh, in Paris, at the Bois de Boulogne, a French a judge came over and he says, "Mon ami, I do not understand the significance of the little amphibians. And <laughs> I started laughing. He didn't know that we call them frogs. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean the French for frogs. So anyway, that was that was that one. So anyhow, I, that was one I sold at uh, Pebble Beach. And it kind of allowed me to do whatever the hell I want to do for the rest of my life. I sold it for that particular one car and three others. I got a million seven for this one. And I then, it has since sold for two and a half million. Oh, geez. And the last person it sold for four million. And I have held the record since April Fool's Day, which is the day of the auction, <laughs> April Fool's Day, 2006. I've held the world record as the most expensive pre owned Rolls Royce or Bentley. Post war,
0: oh my gosh, wow!
3: And I and I think I'll have it forever because the Prenet is world renowned, and I'll i tell you where if you want to see it, I'll give you the tell you go www dot e b e n t l e y and there's pictures of it and, and all the part of the awards, and, uh, it's amazing. And this is from twenty years ago
0: wow that's nice that's
3: so it's worth it so it's triple w e b e n t l e y dot com and you and it'll come right up and you can enter and just it's marvelous nice
1: also yes, since sir. since we've talked last uh you did you take a bunch of cars over to the middle east
3: uh yeah Dear friend of mine, Andy Stone with World Auction. I've known the guy for forty years. Just a, he's one of those guys that you absolutely love. Does everything. He's not not one of those guys that tries to stick you for anything in the auction. He just is a sweetheart of a guy. Just nothing but help. Anyhow, he says Wells, He said we're we've going to go to Saudi Arabia, Riyadh, Saudi Arabia. We're putting on an auction. I said yeah. And he said, "Well, you know the stories how they say about the, the Arab people that you know they you know, you ask them the time and if they if you got a pleasant looking face the guy takes a diamond roll off his wrist and gives it to you and he says hey, you, now you got one." <laughs> said, you know, we we actually sucked into that one, believed it. So a bunch of us put our cars in there. We of course we had little visions of sugar plums and everything that we were going to, we were going to come back multimillionaires. Well, I took five cars there. I took three Le Biscione, the Batmobile, uh, Rusty, uh, and, and a couple others. The Y job. I have the only copy of the first concept car by Harley Earl in 1938. It was a Buick Y job. It's the very first yes. concept car to show what was coming in the future. And, uh, that's a story in its own, but I've got the only copy in the world, and it is metal, of course. And we've every time we take it, we win a Best of Show with the thing too. It's that good. And anyway, that's the wide job. So anyhow, and another Ed uh, Bentley, the little black Prince Bentley, four and a quarter Bentley or four, yeah. And we I, we take them over there, and the people couldn't be nicer. The, uh, I got to tell you something about. If you do any world traveling, and I'm sure you have, you don't believe any of this crap that we get from our government about these countries or from the media. These people are absolutely wonderful. I don't care where it is. Saudi Arabians, they were wonderful. Everybody. They were polite. They were so nice. I couldn't believe it. And they were so polite that they screwed the whole auction. And here's how they did it. (laughs) The cars would go over and ali would bid ali yeah, that bid 200,000 dollars okay he's bid first bid they put the in on and then everybody says well ali we don't want to mess with him because he's our dear friend so we won't bid against this car
1: oh no they
3: don't and everything went you know it was all you know you calling crazy bids and everything but nothing sold absolutely zero sold only one with 300 SL but that had already been in Saudi Arabia, oh. so nothing. I mean, it was unbelievable, but they paid for everything. They had, uh, uh, you know, the food was fantastic, and, uh, and they put on shows for us, and it was a great experience. One thing that was kind of strange for me, and I'm from California, so I'm a little, you know, uh, I'm from the nutty end, okay. <laughs> and, <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> and people would come up, and you'd see guys holding hands. And they'd come up, and they'd meet, and they'd, they'd hold your hand. And what it was, it's a mark of respect, and it, it, but it kind of, you get a little shaky at first. But they are absolutely <laughs> wonderful people, and you see guys holding hands, so people would come up, and I'd hold a hand. <laughs> 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 Maybe I can of course. <laughs> <So I, laughs> So anyway, it was it was a it was a good experience. Met a lot of people, and uh, but <laughs> you don't go to an auction in Saudi Arabia. <laughs> Saudi Arabia. Yeah, yeah. The other oh, rumor that
1: the other yeah. rumor that I'd been uh, hearing about you is you had a pretty cool guest in your garage this last weekend. And I'm, I'm kind of curious how he's doing. I know he just had a birthday. How is Mr. Winfield?
3: Well, Gene Winfield is 95 years old. And that was the day before yesterday. And they were celebrating it up through yesterday. And a friend of mine brought him over. I knew Gene. I, I know him. But he, he came to my house. And not just came in and said, hello. Stayed for four hours. There were four of them. And stayed for four hours. And I had him sign the wall in the, the <laughs> front garage twice, and and we were out in the back building, and he, he saw John D'Agostino's, uh autograph and a couple others. He said, "I'm I'll, I'll, I'll do that." <laughs> he oh, put it right man. near his near John's, which was wonderful because John Diagostino's a heavy hitter, and but Gene Winfield is he was in kind of like a bearish guy. He's the last of the really big time. Designers and that, he's ninety-five, and he's still doing all the painting, and he works his ass off. Uh, it's amazing. One of the
1: best-known customizers ever. Yes, he is, and uh,
3: he's ninety-five, and I'm going to be eighty-three <laughs> Thursday.
1: Oh, happy birthday! Happy birthday! And I would that was have, kind of a cheap shot to tell you, but <laughs>
3: <laughs> I, I hey, get I it where get you it can, radio, I would say happy birthday. Think it. Happy birthday hi <laughs> guy. I wouldn't have pegged
1: you at 83.
3: <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't look a day over 82 and a half. <laughs>
1: What's Gene think of your creations?
3: Uh, he loved them. He loved them. I have a young lady with me here, Kira, that does a lot of photography and that for me. She's a very dear friend. She's wonderful. And Gene loved her. And well,
1: Well, I also saw Gene getting
3: one of his coloring books that she's she's going to do for him. Oh, fun! Um,
1: Well, I also saw Gene getting hugs from Hot Rod Holly over the weekend. It looked like he had a pretty good
3: birthday. Oh, he had a big time birthday. They were all celebrating everywhere, and uh, it it was it was amazing. And then he came over from one of the celebrations and spent four hours here. I got to tell you, that's. That was really big. That was a big, big thing for me. That was quite an honor.
1: Nice. It's, it sounds cool. All right. Last time we had you on the show, uh, instead of asking you what's the dumbest thing you ever did, we just had you tell us the story about the Ferrari bread van uh, that's featured in the book Rebel Rebel by Mike uh, Mark Sonnery. and that story hooked us. What's your What's your second favorite story? Like that. Second favorite story from your automotive exploits.
3: Did I tell you the final bit on that car? I don't Did think... I tell you the part about being at Monterey and seeing it on the racetrack? No, sir. This is the end of the story, then. First of all, I paid $2,800 for that car.
1: Oh, my God.
3: And I bought it from Count Giovanni Volpi, the Venetia Racing Team, and it was designed by uh, uh, Bizarini and built by Drogo to beat the GTO Ferraris, Enzo Ferraris GTOs just that just had come out. Yeah. And he hated the car, and he would not allow them to put the Ferrari signatures or anything on it. They, when he found that they had it on, he made them take it off. Oh, wow. And and, and, he paint, and they they couldn't paint it red, so it was painted black at one time. Another time it was painted gray, and when I got it, it was gray. And anyhow, I, I buy the car through his agent, and we get it shipped, and it's shipped to the same docks with Luigi Canetti's, so that are coming in, and uh, we'd bought that one and then a Tour to France, and they, they're all cheap. Nobody wanted, no, certainly nobody wanted a race car. What the hell are you going to do with a race car other than, you know, get tickets and raise hell with it and have some fun? <laughs> Which is, I think, what they're supposed to be. Anyway, uh, it was we had a heck of a time with the car. I, bringing it home, I got Nick coming through New York at 130 miles an hour, and I told you all that story.
1: Yeah, the cop oh, told you to get we, the hell out of the state, if memory serves.
3: he said, "Get out of the state! Don't you ever come back!" And, they didn't, they didn't. and it was a long time before I went. <laughs> I'll tell you that. One. So anyway, I get it home, and I'll tell you, I. Moved to California, and they drove it out here, moved to California, and it had a rock roof on the house, and it needed to be redone. So I figure, what the hell, it's just an old car, I'll sell a thing, oh. and put a rock roof, and I put an ad in the paper, and this guy by the name of Sonny Bono comes over. <laughs> when Sonny and <laughs> Cheryl were big. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. So he, he's, he's, I tell him how much, he says, no problem, he writes a check, and he takes off with the car. The next morning, I get a call from the police, and they say, Mr. Wales, you have a registered car that's really exotic, and it's parked halfway on the street and halfway on the sidewalk in front of Whiskey or Go-Go, and it's out of gas.
0: (laughs) Oh, my God.
3: (laughs) We don't want to move it because we're afraid we'll tear it up, but if you come and get it with some gas, we'll let it go. And I said, I'm on my way. I went there, got it, picked it up. Now, I'll tell you, this is kind of not nice, but I did it anyway. (laughs) Uh, I call the place up, call Bono up, and I get one of his gunsels, New York gunsels, on the phone. Sonny don't want to talk to you. I said, okay, (laughs) you tell Sonny that he gave me a rubber reader, and it's bouncing, and, you know, I'm going to call the police. You can't do that. He said, you want to watch me? Bang, and I hang up on him. Two minutes later, they call back, Mr. Williams. We'd like to have a meet. I said, No problem. Come over tomorrow. And anyhow, they came over and I had my next door neighbor on the left was Gabe Company, assistant district attorney for LA. And the guy <laughs> on the right was Chief Corporation lawyer for Lytton Industries. And I introduced them, they went uh... Oh. <laughs> and I said, but I'll tell you what I'm gonna do. You tell Sonny Bono this exact what I say. On your mother's eyes you know, which means a lot and they said we'll do that sir and i said you tell him i hope he runs into a tree <laughs> oh my god no you do that's not true and that's not nice but that's honest bad truth so now now fast forward about 25 years i'm at monterey and here is my bread van sitting at uh, on the edge of the track and this great big German walking around with his fingers in his pockets and, you know, walking around like, you know, hey, that's my car. You know, hey, and there's a big crowd around there. And I walked up and I said, that's a nice car. I said, yeah. And I said, you know, are you to own that car? He said, yeah, yeah, sure. You own the car. What's your name? I said, Gary Wales. He said, oh, you did. <laughs> I said, yeah. You know, I still got the original license plate off the back. Modena 68939. It was the only license plate on the car. The one on the front was painted on. And he said, You want to sell it? I said, Yes, sir. I <laughs> sold it for more than twice what I sold the car for.
4: <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> and he just turned down a guy for $37.5 million for the car and told him, Not in a nice way. Come back when you grow up and have enough money.
1: Wow. You know,
3: oh, my God. Turned down $37.5 million for it.
1: You know, you could live your entire life comfortably on thirty seven million dollars.
3: Yeah, I did pretty good on a couple. <laughs> 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 I'm having fun. <laughs> <laughs> but I do all well, that's what keeps you alive, guys. I all I can tell your audience is enjoy life and work and keep doing something. And I don't care what you do, just do a little bit each day and you know eventually it gets done.
0: Yeah.
1: That's absolutely true.
3: You don't get nothing done. You're that's it. And never retire. I don't care how you do it. Never retire.
1: (laughs) It's it's kept you young. (laughs) It certainly appears to. We've been speaking with Gary Wales, visionary builder of radical customs with a fantasy bent. You can find all the social media links for Gary on readthedriven.com. Gary, as always. Thank you for being with us. It's been too long. We need to have you on more frequently.
3: Anytime you want, my friend. I always come up with stories. I sure had a lot of them. <laughs> yes, you, you <laughs> certainly do. Uh, you thanks a ton. It's the time we... being in the right place at the right time, dealing in the right kind of things.
1: Well, we absolutely appreciate you being on. And like I said, you're one of our chainsaw guests, and that's the best compliment I can give anybody. (laughs) All i got to do is ask you a question and get the hell out of the way.
3: (laughs) Check me out. I'm on Facebook. It's Gary L. Wales.
1: I'll post all your social media uh, when we do the show post, and everybody will know how to track you down.
3: All righty. Thank you very much. I really enjoyed it. So did we.
1: Thank you, Gary. Oh, that was great. That guy, he just, he's such a piece of history, and he's got so many good stories, and he's been in the wow. middle of so many cool things. And, you know, we've we've got a lot of people in the automotive world, especially the, the classic and vintage car world, the collector car world, that have these massive bodies of knowledge that you wish you could collect everything oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and catalog at some place while we still have them here and Gary Wales is like that, and Gene Winfield is like that, and there's so many other people. And I'm always grateful when we get to have them on the show. Amen. So uh, just thank you so much, Gary. We really appreciate it. Thank you so much for spending time with Driven Radio. We love what we do, and we honest to God do, and we wouldn't be able to do it without the support of our listeners. You can find us online at drivenradioshow.com and readthedriven.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Driven Radio Show, and listen to everywhere fine podcasts are heard. I am Brett Hatfield for Corey Pratt. Yep. And Mark Groves. Yo! Yep. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time here on Driven Radio.